Welcome to my Soul Life podcast and the Beginner Health Sessions. I'm your host, Susan Scollin, and let's be honest, making changes to our health can seem hard, confusing, and complicated. So let's come back to basics. Each Thursday, I'll be here with simple tools you can use to transform your health. See you inside. I want to remind you that all the information shared in this podcast is my experience and the experience of my guests. It's not medical or mental health advice, diagnosis, or treatment. And I would encourage you to seek professional advice where needed. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another Beginner Health Sessions. It's lovely to be back with you again and talking in these little short pockets of time. (laughs) This is always good fun. So today I'm going to talk to you about other modalities. And you know what? I think that there are a lot of us out there that utilize other modalities in our lives, which is really great. Some of us may never have heard of some of the things that we're going to talk about, or you've heard about them, but never utilize them. And I think, you know, that it's important or it's an opportunity actually for us to explore. And it's not about what's going to work perfectly. It's finding what works for you and then diving into other areas as things come up for you. So... I think I want to start this to say, you know, if I come up from a place of how I was brought up and we're talking about the 1970s and 1980s, we went to the GP and that was it. So the general practitioner, the medical doctor, that was the extent of it. And then I think massage started to come into our world. Um, I'm not sure. I think that was more from a space of relaxation rather than actually utilising massage for the powerful tool that it can actually be, depending on what your choices are. And of course, facials and skincare, um, you know, having your nails done, all of those sorts of things started to come, come in. They're not the things that I'm talking about today, but knowing that they're a tool for relaxation is really important as well. So for me, it was the general practitioner, the GP, we call them here in Australia, And then later I would bring in massage and I started to see a massage therapist quite regularly through my 20s, um, especially when I was playing a lot of netball. So that was really supportive for me and she was amazing. So she did a lot of work um, to keep me on on court and not that I needed, as in I wasn't falling apart per se, but just to, it helped with recovery. So I was able to keep going. I didn't just go and play, 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 which is probably what I've only talked about here. Um, I was actually doing generally a fortnightly or a monthly massage. It depended on where I was at the time, perhaps how much I was earning at the time. But there, yeah, it came into my life, perhaps, yeah, my 20s and my 30s where massage was a big part of our lives. And then with Chris, we started to see a massage therapist. Things changed. Um, and so where we were living, we would go and see this guy. His name was Michael. He was amazing. Like I, <laughs> I just wanted Michael to keep massaging, but he didn't. He stopped. Um, but he was fantastic. And I still remember how he practiced on my body. Um, and we called it the tent peg uh, approach where Normally with massage, my experience, it's kind of like work the sore pieces where he was like, no, 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 we don't do that. If you're doing that, it's almost like the rope of the tent. So imagine a tent's peg, tent set up and the pegs are there and it gets snagged on a branch. And if you pull on the, the peg, uh, on the, sorry, on the rope, 
it gets harder. It, it gets harder to pull out. So instead, he was clearing the branch to allow the rope to soften to then um, allow, so softening the muscle effectively, that's the analogy, and then the branch would move away. And he would do this through trigger point. And I can never, if you've heard of what that actually is called, I would love to know because I've never had that experience before. But he was amazing because he would just touch certain parts of my body, like with like a little point, like with his fingers basically. He didn't put a lot of pressure on there and there was no pain because it wasn't in the area that was causing drama. And then he'd come back to the area and he'd work on it and go, okay, where are we at from a pain level perspective? So if we had started at a seven and I said I'm at a three, he'd go back to those points and he would keep working on them. And, yeah, we'd get to a zero. And I was like, what is that? That's amazing. So that was my experience with massage. I still have massages today. I'm not as disciplined and I don't have a regular massage therapist that I go and see. Um, I would like to build that in. And my beautiful clients just bought me a voucher for Christmas. So I'll be checking out a beautiful place up here in Harvey Bay. I'm going to have an energy healing session with massage. And to me, energy healing has become really important. And I'll dive into that in a little bit. So the other thing that I started to, and the other modality that I started to work with was the physio. And the physio became really important. Um, just trying to think. It was in 2003, I'm thinking. Um, I'm just wondering if it was before then. Maybe I went and saw them for other netball niggles before that. So when I've rolled an ankle or something like that, um, particularly on, you know, on court and then being able to get back on court sort of quicker. That was always the aim. <laughs> um, but if I'd rolled an ankle, then I would go and see this guy who was in Woden in, in Canberra. And he ended up going over to the UK and became the physio for one of the high profile soccer teams over there. So he was, he was amazing. He was just an amazing individual. And I ran into his, um, receptionist years later. So on the netball court, and I always remembered her because she was always so happy and she was just amazing. So it was just this personal experience that I had with them um, and this relationship that I had built up with them. So in 2003, when I started having problems with my right side, so I would get pins and needles down my right side um, through my arm. We're not talking about heart stuff here, just clarifying. But <laughs> I would start to get pains and I had always kind of had tight shoulders not strong shoulders, just tight shoulders. And so there was a knot on my right side that caused a bit of a problem. And um, yeah, that was sending tingling all the way down into my fingers. And I went and saw one therapist, one massage person, and they said, oh, you need to change jobs because I was in an office job at this point. Well, I had been in an office job, but it was a very different um, office job at that point. Um, because I was managing a swim school. So yes, you're at a desk for part of the day, but you're actually out on pool deck and talking to lifeguards and you're doing lots of things, you're talking to clients at the front desk, you're on the go. So it was not necessarily sit down and just focus, whereas this job was sit at a desk for eight hours. And so what I've learned, because I went to the went to one person and they just said, oh, you're going to have to change jobs. And I'm like, sorry, how does that work? <laughs> like, can't we just fix this? And what I learned through that experience, I ended up going to see another massage therapist and I went and saw the physio at that point um, and they helped on, helped work on me as well. But I, 
OH&S was really important and it wasn't that um, well, what I did was just adjusted the size, my height of my desk and I started to play mouse games. So I moved my mouse from because I was right hand at that point and that's when I became a left-handed mouse person. Um, I'm just looking at my mouse now. I don't use a mouse actually as of Christmas. I've just got a trackpad and so I don't don't use it like I used to but even when I was in corporate it was always on my left hand side and I learnt to yeah learnt to mouse with my left hand and I even put the phone on the left hand side where I could depending on the jobs um in that particular job at the time I had to have it on the right side so I found a balance between rather than doing everything right-sided which I was right-handed person right-hand mouse right-hand phone I moved the mouse to the left side um, and then I started, and the phone was on the right side. But then in another corporate job, I could have everything on the left side. So I did that, making sure my chair was at the right height, making sure my desk was at the right height. And then I started to find balance in my body again. And that tingling went away. Um, I wore strapping for a period of time when it would start to play up again. Because I remember having the strapping on and really sitting up nice and straight. <laughs> A lot straighter and I've just done it for for myself while I'm talking about it but just sitting up straight um, and so those sorts of things have been really beneficial when I had knee problems in 2006 um, I I had been seeing a physio for another a different physio at that point for probably about nine months and he was fantastic still is fantastic only I can't get into him anymore. He doesn't doesn't see clients and I'm not as regular as, as probably he would have liked and now I don't live in Canberra. But he was really instrumental of when I had my minor knee issue. Um, I didn't require surgery or anything like that, but in 2006 when that sort of happened, I then took six months off netball and recovered and I recovered with him and seeing him on a fortnightly basis initially and then to a monthly basis to do all my recovery stuff. So massage and physio have been a real support to me. The other part that the physio was doing was dry needling and I loved it. Like I cannot sing to you the praises of dry needling any more than I am doing right now. It's amazing. Um, the benefits to my body, so let's clarify this, it's not just necessarily going to work for everybody, were always transformative. And one of the examples, a really good example I can give to you is that I was working, I was doing the five couch to 5K. I was determined to finish it. And on the last run, so my last 5K run on week eight, when I was going to finish that app for good, that I had never finished the app before, I um, pulled my calf halfway around on my run. And I was like, right, I can either stop or I can keep going, and if I stop, will I come back and do this run? The likelihood of that was no. And so I went, how can I keep going? And so basically I hobbled to the finish line of the Couch to 5K and then walked, got myself home, iced it, and we had two weeks before the Mother's Day Classic was running. So I had to be ready to go in two weeks' time, and calf strains are not they're niggly, they're painful in terms of recovery because every time you take a step, you're stretching that calf muscle again and you're stretching it and you're stretching it. And stretching it. So my recovery was something that I was really going to have to tightly manage. 
And obviously I had done this sort of stuff before. I had had calf injuries before. So it wasn't like something that was new to me. So I kind of, I knew what to do. Icing, using um, ice blue to help with the recovery or deep heat version of it. Um, and then strapping it up as well to keep it nice and tight, like in a compression bandage. And then I knew I had to go and see a physio. But I was in Belconnen at this stage. My physio was in Kingston. And I couldn't do the commute to go and see him. I wasn't as flexible in terms of time at that point. So I um, basically I trolled or scrolled through all the physios in Belconnen. I found a physio. I rang them and I said, I need somebody who's going to do dry needling. And they were like, yep, no worries. Um, And can you be here at whatever time today? And I went, yes, absolutely. So I did three sessions back to back. When I say back to back, probably two sessions that week and one session the following week and maybe a fourth to get it strapped before the run. I probably did that as well and then came back and saw her afterwards. Um, And that run, that Mother's Day Classic 5K run was one of the best runs I've ever done in my life and I never had another – I actually haven't had another calf injury. Oh, I had a minor one this year, but that was back in 2016, so we can't really attribute the two. But that was really amazing. Like in terms of I wasn't expecting a lot from that run. Chris bought me skins for Mother's Day, so I was able to wear those. Again, compression, really supportive – Um, And I was mindful of it. We didn't hit a really big pace, didn't need to. We just wanted to finish the race, the three of us that were doing it. And we did really well. It was so good. And my calf felt amazing. So I'm I'm a pro uh, dry needling. (laughs) If you ever have the chance to do it or need to do it, I used it. I had plantar fasciitis after Teddy was born. I used it then. Um, I've used it on my back. Um, I've used it on my ankles when I've rolled ankles and things like that. So I'm just, I'm just an advocate. Um, but that's just another way to, I guess, use the tools that are out there. The main ones that I use, the main, uh, modalities that I use now are mediums. Um, that's been, and I'm going to say, actually, I've, I have used them in the past, but not as consistent as I do now. So we've got mediums, we've got energy healers and a Reiki healer as well that I've been utilising as well. And so it's been really important for me to move into the energy healers. I still like hands-on, so I still like somebody massaging me and touching me um, and moving my muscles in that way. And often, it's funny, in the past, I could say to my massage therapist, who I knew quite well, Uh, the lady that I was going to see back in the 2000s, and I would just say, you don't need to be here. I can just lie on the bed (laughs) and that's, that's enough because I just felt this relaxation come over me as soon as I would lie on her table. And, of course, she would do an amazing job and I felt even super relaxed afterwards, but I was just happy to be there. Same with Michael. I probably said the same thing to him. You don't need to be here. I just... I bought the table effectively. I know you come with it, but I'm really just coming to relax. And they were just amazing. So for me, the last seven years in particular, yes, I've used massage and yes, I've used physio. But even in the last, I'm going to say 12 months to two years, energy healers, mediums and Reiki healers have been really phenomenal in terms of moving my energy and unblocking stuck energy in my body 
So, you know, these are just a couple that I've learned or I've used, but there are just so many out there. And the only way you will know the best ones for you is to try them and to experiment with them. So I'll come to that in a minute, but I just thought I'd run through a list of options that we have. And I have included some mainstream options here as well, only just for a reference point. So we'll know about them because you probably have used them in the past. You know, like medical specialists. You may have used a medical specialist in the past for some sort of thing that you've had going on in your body. You may have used a dietitian. You may have used um, a nutritionist. They may be people that have come into your life for a purpose at a point in time, and they're a little bit more mainstream than some of the other ones that I'm going to go into. Other things that you could look into, and this is one I have used, is a functional doctor. And she, Orla, was phenomenal. Um, she was really amazing, funny, somebody that I will remember forever um, in terms of her personality. And if I need something, I know that I can call her and do a telehealth. So that's really great. Kinesiologists, um, I have never worked with a kinesiologist, but I hear amazing things. Breath work, I have done this, and that's been phenomenal for me. Chiropractors, I don't like having my bones cracked. However, chiropractors are not there just to crack bones. So getting to know what um, what they're actually here to do and what healing they're actually bringing to you is really important. So make sure you do your own research. A podiatrist, so somebody who looks after your feet. I have seen them um, from time to time when I needed some assistance, especially from pounding of, of my feet over the years. Chinese medicine, this is really interesting. Um, and I did see a Chinese herbalist at one point around my lungs. He was fantastic. Um, again, based in Canberra. I don't even think that he advertises. It's all kind of word of mouth. But he, yeah, he was really phenomenal in terms of just listening to my pulse, listening to my body, and then being able to tell me some of the things that had gone on for my body. And I was like, it's almost like a medium, really. I was like, yes, that happened. Yes, that happened. It was just phenomenal. Then you've got reflexology, you've got acupuncture, you've got shiatsu, you've got homeopathy, you've got a naturopath. I'm working with a naturopath and I have been for the last couple of months um, since October and that's been really good for me. I'm now working with a nutritionist, so I'm overlaying them. So that's been it's a really lovely um holistic approach to health rather than just going oh well I'm just doing this and now I'll just do that I'm actually wrapping them together so that's been cool Ayurveda specialists there's lots of those out there um, Ayurveda is the original Indian medicine so as in India the country um, and this beautiful it's a beautiful practice so many good things in there Tai Chi, yoga, I've done yoga before, um, and that's really helpful in terms of balancing the chi in your body uh, or balancing your body per se, and then just stretching some of those muscles coming back into balance. I think it's a lot about balance and mind and body and spirit balance. Herbologist, health coach, life coach, you can head back to my previous episode about what coaching is to find out more about that. Um, I'm going to say this wrong. Qigong, I think it's Qigong, Q-I-G-O-N-G. 
And then there's electromagnetic therapy. A lot of people find a lot of benefit out of that. It's not the old style, you know, school um, electric shock therapy. This is actually targeted. I've actually had um, electrodes attached to my muscles to do help repair. So particularly when I've done my ankle or something like that, um, when my shoulder was playing up, they would put electrodes on that and then I could control the dial. And so it was just an impulse sort of thing to get blood to come to this, to that area and therefore heal. That's what we want. Um, but that doesn't mean that's what electromagnetic therapy is. You need to research that and have a look at it. Meditation, always great. Hypnosis, visualization, movement, for example, dance or just exercise, going for a walk and art therapy. So they're just some examples of some other modalities that you might like to start to experiment with and see what works for you. You can, you know, play around with them. It doesn't have to be a lifelong relationship with this person. You can just start to bring in some of those things that that really align to you and can help you clean out or bring clean out your body, clean out all the negative energy, but bring in that balance that you're looking for. So what's the next step to finding anything or doing this sort of stuff? You know, how do I know that where I want to go? Well, the first step to, to doing any of this sort of stuff is being open. You have to start by being open because the moment that you sit there and go, oh, that won't work for me, that's closing the door. But what if that could be the perfect thing for you? Number two is knowing what your body needs. If you have an aching muscle or you have joint pain or what else, you just have this recurring back pain. I'm going to use that. There could be multiple things going on in your body. So knowing that that's the pain that you want to heal and then going on your journey and asking yourself, what would be the first thing that I would do to start healing this? And let that answer come to you. So you know I always talk about breathing through your nose and out through your nose or mouth and just doing that three times and then asking that question, what would be the one thing that I would do first to heal this? And when that, quest, when that answer comes through to you, then you can sit there and go, okay, let's just try that. And the answer might be just sitting and stretching. And you're going to get a lot of resistance in your mind because it's going to say, we don't have time. It's a, for me, it's a long way down to that ground. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, who wants to be down there? Um, or who wants to put this body, this tall body under pressure to go down that far? Um, <laughs> it's always been my little debate in my own mind. So I always do stretching where I can. Standing up, if you've ever watched, you'll notice that I do have to force myself to go down occasionally. But um, go down to stretch, just to clarify. So listening to your body and actually taking action in that space, doing it for two weeks and then seeing how you feel. So is it making any difference? What's the one next thing that I could bring in? Oh, Denkarub. Okay, no worries. Let's get that into my back. Or ice blue. I like to use ice blue from doTERRA because it's more natural. Well, I believe it's more natural. Um, and so rubbing that into your back, maybe before you do your exercises and a couple of other times during the day. And then ask yourself again, maybe a week later, because the Denkarub's probably an easier um, habit to build. What's the next one thing? Oh, I could probably go for a 10-minute walk. Okay, let's do that. 
and then it's two weeks later and you kind of so you've got these three things that have you creating this compound effect because you're stretching you're rubbing denka rub in and now you're walking 10 minutes a day and then you're like oh maybe I can give up that cut back on that chocolate I won't say give up but cut back on that chocolate for a little bit maybe I could do that or maybe it's the wine maybe I could really feel into what's going on here rather than numbing it with the wine what what else is happening and so just playing around with that and then building on it and then going okay now I need to see somebody who could I see who's a back specialist what does that look like for me um is that going down the medical route or am I just in some pain at this stage and I just need to release some of that pain and could I start with um could I just start with a massage therapist or a chiropractor and so playing around in that space and please know as I always say if you have medical problems you believe it to be a medical problem that you need specialist advice please go and see them (laughs) Don't, don't wait just go and see them Get the answers for them from them because they will do an X-ray or they will do a CT scan or whatever it is you need, and they will say, "Hey, it's not something for me." So, much like when my knee injury happened, um, what happened was it was the week before we were to go to nationals. I was in Sydney training, and I felt this. Basically, my, I think the tibia is the top part of the knee. Um, pop, top part of the leg, sorry, and the fibula is the bottom. Forgive me if I've got it around the wrong, wrong way. And I landed and I just felt the tibia go forward um, and then that to me felt like a knee injury to me and I was still able to run out the rest of training. So it wasn't an ACL, but I didn't know. So an cruciate, a cruciate ligament tear, but I didn't know. And so what I did that week was what I did know was I booked into my usual physio in Kingston. Fortunately, I couldn't get into him until the Friday. So I found another physio and I did five days of physio with them, then went and saw my physio in the afternoon, my normal physio, and he was hilarious. He goes, just tell tell reception (laughs) that I was supposed to see you. Don't tell them, don't listen to them. Um, Make sure that, you, you know, you should have been able to come and see me earlier in the week. I would have made time, all that sort of stuff. So if you do need have emergency situations, do that. But I went away. He was like, I can't find anything. And I'd had all this stuff done, a lot of fluid on the knee for that week. Um, and I was doing Epsom salts, so wrapping them around my knee at night time to draw and draw out um, the fluid. And I also I struggled to walk. So what my physio was saying was, active for me, activate my hamstring so that can help tighten up and support the knee muscles. So that was really important. So I was doing a lot of that sort of stuff. And then I went away and played. We won the tournament. <laughs> And then I came back, had another physio appointment. Everything went well. So I didn't have, I was strapped up to the hilts for the tournament, but you get sweaty at those tournaments and especially with knee strapping, that was never, it just never stayed on. So I gave up after a few days, but then I went, came back for a week and then I was off to another tournament um, on the Gold Coast at Masters. And so we were playing and again, I strapped it. We got through that tournament and we won, which was great. Um, but it was more about, After that, then it was saying, okay, let's go and get an MRI. And that's what the physio said. Let's go and get that MRI. Let's just have a look at what's going on. And so he referred me to a knee specialist. The knee specialist tested the knee, the ACL. I still remember that thing that he did to my knee. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you're going to rip my ACL off. But he didn't. (laughs) 
Um, and so he tested it and he said, it's fine, but let's just do a check. They did a check. They didn't find anything um, or they didn't find a torn ACL or anything of, you know, major drama, at least nothing for him to be concerned about. He did, did he get me? I think I then went on to a neurologist just to have a look at the nerves around that, so a brain guy basically. He sent me for another MRI with colour and there was a contusion at the back of my leg about 10 centimetres above my knee and he said to me have you seen that before and I'm like well the answer to that is no because how often do you pay attention to what's going on in your legs I've you know I didn't anyway and so that then sent me back to the physio so basically I got the all clear from a medical perspective and then I went back to the physio and I spent six months with the physio getting back up um, building up muscle and um, just doing light gym that sort of stuff so that was really good and really beneficial but of course it's that blending of it's probably all mainstream right physio and medical specialists but if it was something different a bit like my lungs and if you go back to my grief episode I start sharing I've shared about that where I've I've done the medical specialist route and I put in a medium unbeknownst to me what I was actually going there for was different to what I ended up going there for um and she was amazing and she really helped with what was going on in my lungs in the, at that point. Whereas the medical specialist just said, we'll just monitor you. And I'm like, okay, anyway, so can bring in the medium and that transformed my life. So my point there is, you know, if you need medical support, go and get it. Don't just go down, you know, all these other paths without getting the other side as well. It is all about balance, but do what, what resonates with you and get the right support. So this is where the research comes in. So once you know what your body needs, research what are your options. Um, I wanted to see a functional doctor up here in Harvey Bay. Unfortunately, they don't really exist that I've been able to find. There might be one on the Sunshine Coast. So that's where I went to a naturopath instead. And that's been really cool. And I researched the two naturopaths that I got some recommendations. There were two naturopaths in town, um, particularly that people were recommending. I can't tell you if there's more there may be more and then I just did my own um, you know assessment of what would work best for me and then it's about experimenting so you may walk into I don't know a naturopath nutritionist uh, a massage therapist and go this uh, you have your first session and then you kind of go I don't know that this is working for me and that's completely okay so you know that's where we kind of come back into the whole what is working for me now Maybe I can now try a different massage person. Maybe I can try the other naturopath. Maybe I can just experiment over here. But remember that you are leading the charge here. You are responsible for your outcomes. We talk about this a lot. And therefore, you need to show up and do the work. Often it doesn't really matter who the person is. That time with my knee where I had the physio, where it wasn't my normal physio, I really didn't like that physio. <laughs> But I needed an outcome for that week and they were providing that outcome for the week and then I was able to go back to my normal physio. So know what your boundaries are. Utilise the tools that are around you and that is okay. And the fifth step there is around lessons learnt. So 
no matter what you go through, you are going to learn some lessons. It's not failure, it's lessons. So have a look at those lessons. What did I learn? What worked well? What would I change next time? And there's so many journeys in our life where we kind of go, well, that was just shit. But instead of saying that, how about we kind of go, okay, yes, it was shit, but why was it shit? (laughs) What was it about that thing that I really didn't like? Oh, I didn't like that person's energy. What was the energy that I brought into the room? Ah, I was a bit negative that day. Maybe they were reflecting that back to me. Okay, so if I come in with better energy, will that change that conversation? And obviously, or not just conversation, but that experience. And often that's the answer. You come in with better energy, you come up with cleaner energy and you be present in that space and the rest just happens because you're much happier and you're in your own zone. You don't let other people's things affect you and you really talk your talk um, and you walk your walk, which is really cool. So I just want to remind you, obviously there's lots of modalities out there, but it's also not one and done. So it's not just going to one appointment going, I'm fixed, nothing else is going to happen. I don't need to to go back to them again. Just like life, it's a process. So just keep moving, keep learning and keep growing. And when you do, that's when you start to evolve And that's where you start to get to know yourself better. That's where your boundaries come into play. And you can say, no, that doesn't work for me. Or yes, I'd like to try that, but I want to experiment with it. I'm just going to pop it in for two weeks and see how it goes. And then I'll come back to you. And so use it, utilize it as a relationship rather than somebody telling me what to do. You are the expert at you nobody else. (laughs) So, and I have like plenty of examples of this in my life when, you know, here I go into a specialist who is looking after me from, for mastitis. And I said, I think the problem is coming from the inside out. And he said, you don't know what you're talking about. This is the medical specialist. And then I am off the table. So we've had the surgery a couple of weeks later, I'm in recovery. And he said, you were right. So he never apologized, but I knew my body better than anybody else. And generally speaking, we do, right? Generally speaking, we know exactly what's going on. Even if we can't verbalize it, it's just a feeling or there's just a niggle. But utilizing some of these modalities that are out there, just trying them on for size, seeing what works, that's where the gold is. So beautiful. All right. Thank you, everybody. I hope this was helpful and I hope this helps you just explore other avenues that are out there. Maybe you've been thinking about doing something for a while. Now's the time to dive in. Just try it out, see what comes. And remember, see how you turn up in that situation and how that transcends or changes that situation. And does that work for you? So have some fun with this. Talk to you soon.